ho, 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 ho. Welcome, New Hampshire and beyond to the Sports Machine with Slim. The Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's very own sports talk radio show. A Christmas Day edition. Yes, this is pre-taped. I will tell everybody, if you're driving along in your car and you've never heard of the Sports Machine with Slim, well, you have now. Look at the station you are listening to. This is WKXL Radio. The stations you might be listening to could be 1450 AM. More likely, it is 103.9 FM in Concord or 101.9 FM in Manchester. Please set the dial. Set the dial on a speed. Boom. I always want to check in and see what the sports machine with Slim is talking about. We are live every day between the hours of 10 and 11, every weekday, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, except today we are not live. We are taped because it's Christmas. Christmas is about holidays, family, being nice to one another, even giving gifts to one another. What a great special day it is in the history of the United States and, uh, and the world. Although I'll be honest with you, I don't know the rest of the world's customs and how many other countries out there practice Christmas. On this Christmas Day episode, we're going to be talking about the NFL and the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics play the Lakers today. Christmas Day, 3 o'clock, people. I see the betting lines have the Celtics as one-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't know what it is actually up to now, but I will be tuning in to my television at 3 o'clock this afternoon. To help me today, I am Slim, your host. I have someone who has been ranked in the top 10 fans of the show, which is a very prestigious title to have. In fact, this individual has been ranked as the number one fan of the show, deserving of a plaque or a medal or some sort of trophy. I would like to welcome into the show someone who will be able to help us break down the Christmas Day football games and some Celtics-Lakers talk, my brother Dave. Ho, 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 Slim. I take a lot of pride in being the best at what I do, and I take a lot of pride in being the number one fan of your show. Well, it is a constant battle. Every single week, the top 10 fans of the show are reevaluated. They're announced on Friday with an official list, and everyone in the top 10 fans of the show, we try to do something for each week. For Friday of last week here, since this is Christmas, we back things up three days. The Friday top 10 list, each of the people in that top 10 list are all receiving a free copy of a book that I have found to be incredibly revealing, the crypto book that you must read. Each of the top 10 fans got a copy of that book. You'll hear a commercial for it on this show sometime when we go to commercial break. So I just want everybody to know. The Sports Machine with Slim is legit, 10 to 11 every weekday. You can find us on WKXL Radio. You can call into the show most days. And you, too, have a chance to be the number one fan of the show, like my brother Dave. Well, it's, you know, crypto is always one of those, those topics I've never known a whole lot about. So uh, I'm going to look forward to, 
the, this book and reading it and diving into that world and learning something about a new space. I'd like to dive into the NFL games that are going on on Christmas Day and learn a thing or two about each of those. Are you prepared and fully fully loaded to go ahead and uh, share some insight with the listeners? Well, I'm not going to lie. I haven't had time to do a lot of studying on these games. The family takes up a lot of time around the holiday weekend. But that said, I, I like to think that I am well-versed in the NFL world and that I will be able to you know, make some, some key points on the games that are being played today. Let's jump right into it. We got the Raiders at the Chiefs. I noticed that the Chiefs are 10-point favorites, and it's almost to me a sign that like the world thinks, hey, they're the defending NFL champions. They just beat the Patriots rather easily by 10 points, and so they're just going to go up against a struggling Raiders team with a record of 6-8 and eight, six and, eight. and go ahead and, and just beat the Raiders easily because maybe the Chiefs are at home. But I wonder if when you get into these rivalry games, man, if the Raiders are going to be bringing a little something special to the table today. There's definitely something to the rivalry games, especially when you got the spotlight all to yourself. You know, I, mean, I, I will say these teams just played three or four weeks ago. I think Kansas City won 31-17 in that game, and that was at the Raiders. And that was after the Raiders had made the coaching change. They came back. They won a couple games for Pierce. Uh, now all of a sudden they, they lose a couple games. And then, you know, last week they won. They scored 63 points, probably put on the best performance of their their career since they've moved over to Vegas, right? And so it is an interesting game, no doubt about it. I think the best thing they could have possibly done as an organization is get rid of Josh McDaniels. That's <laughs> That just seems to be, have, be a proven uh, subject right now, right? The next team that wants to hire Josh McDaniels as a head coach, you might want to think twice about that. Is is Pierce the right guy to pick up the reins and run with it? Uh, I don't know, but I will say from what I've seen so far, I do think he's a motivator. And if I was in that locker room, I'd want to play for him. I'm not looking to quit on the season. I'm looking for him to hopefully be our coach next year. So that's really what the Raiders are playing for. If they want Pierce uh, as the leader of their franchise moving forward – they're going to have to respond and play well down the stretch here, right? For sure, right? I mean, as a player, you all, people can say that you, know, you, you, you always play hard, but there are motivating circumstances for all athletes, right? And if you like your coach, if you want him to be back, if you enjoy playing for him, you respect the individual, you're going to go out there and you're going to give it an A effort. And you see what a D effort looks like when you see teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers and their wide receivers and the turmoil that they have going around that organization. You know, so uh, the Raiders haven't quit on Pierce. Since, since he took over, I feel like they've given a, a really good effort in every game. They played close with Kansas City. They played close with the Dolphins. I have no doubt they're going to find a way to play close. It's just going to be a matter of is Kansas City a uh, 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 Super Bowl champion, best quarterback in the league. Are they going to be ready to just kind of settle in these last three weeks? They're under the radar. Nobody, they're talking about Baltimore. They're talking about Miami. They're even talking about Buffalo now. So Kansas City's in one of those spots where they're really being overlooked, and I, 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 that's, that's intriguing in today's game. Really, all Kansas City needs to do to flip the switch, Dave, is for their receivers to start holding on to the ball. Like, if they catch every pass that Mahomes puts right into their hands, all of a sudden, their whole team morale, everything is going to change. Just catch the ball when it's right in your hands, and don't line up a yard off sides. Like, you know, just being ridiculous. You look down the line of scrimmage and see where the ball is and don't stand past it. 
But you, you can't ask them to do something that they're not competent, you know, doing. So there are people who have who struggle to walk and chew gum at the same time, walk and take a drink at the same time. It seems like uh, a couple of those Valdez Gantling, I mean, he's, he, he's fast, he gets open, but man, does he struggle to hang on to that ball when he's in a full run? You know, Rashid Rice has been the same way over there in Kansas City. You know, so that's that's the difference with this year's team versus past year's teams is they had guys who when they when they put the, had the ball put in their hands, they came down with it. They might not have been great in route running, but but Patrick Mahomes ran the route for him. He threw the ball where the route is supposed to go, and all they had to do was catch it. Right, like that's that's why I think Tyree Kill and even to a lesser extent Kelsey has been magnified. They've looked fantastic, but you're starting to see just how really, really good Tyree Kill is. So Kansas City's missing that. Kansas City's missing a whole lot of that from their wide receivers. Replacing it with Kadarius Tony, as I said, who, who's unable to look down the line of scrimmage and notice that they're literally like a full three feet past the uh, the ball and where they're <laughs> supposed to be. But the Giants had figured that out already. Kadarius Tony was on the Giants. They released him. Kansas City picked him up, and look what happens. Not good. I'm pretty sure it was released. I don't think it was one of those trades where it's like, hey, we'll give you a seventh uh, seventh rounder for him. I'm pretty sure the Giants <laughs> just said, hey, we're all we're all set because they knew, uh, you know, good things weren't coming from there. So the Kansas City Chiefs are working with a makeshift group of receivers. What's your thoughts here for officially if we had to make predictions on this game? Uh, as you said earlier, Dave, they played a few weeks ago and Kansas City beat them up. Like, it's tough for me, even though I want to root for the Raiders, but how could I pick them to even cover the spread? Uh, they're, they're playing good football. The Raiders, they lost three in a row before last week's game, but like I said, they won 63 to 21 last week against the Chargers. Now, granted, the Chargers, I think, are kind of in that they quit on the season, <laughs> but when a team wins by 40 points in the NFL, they're, they're playing good. Like, they're playing hard. They're playing inspired football. And, again, Kansas City had lost multiple games in a row. They struggled against the Patriots last week. The, Kansas City is not the juggernaut that everybody has made them out to be. Now, listen, there's three weeks left. And like you said, flitches can be swift. Can, can, be, can, can be flipped. Things can happen. They can all of a sudden, when they're, when they're overlooked, they can become dangerous. They can play that underdog card. The underdog um, card. Not, Big time. That is that is something people don't talk about. Momentum is huge. Mindset is huge. The locker room, us against the world mentality is huge. It's the sports machine with Slim against the world. We want you all on board listening. Please, we're going to be right back in two minutes. You're listening to WKXL Radio, nhtalkradio.com. Christmas and a happy new year to all of the listeners on WKXL radio. This is the Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's Sports Talk Radio. Massachusetts does not have a monopoly on Sports Talk Radio. Yes, as you're driving through New Hampshire, you're flipping the switches, you're hearing people talk in sports. It is from the Massachusetts. EEI 98.5. We are here to build up a New Hampshire community to begin with, and then we're going to go worldwide and take everything over. But we're going to start out with you, the listeners, on WKXL Radio, New Hampshire Sports Talk. Tell us what you think of us. You want to call the, sh- the show someday? 603-224-1450 is the number, but not today. This is a taped Christmas Day edition 
We're putting out there for people to learn about the NFL games that are going on today and the Celtics-Lakers, the tip-off at 3 o'clock. Let's move from the Raiders' KC. I'm on the record saying I want to root for the Raiders, so I'll take them plus the 10, Dave. What's your, what's your uh, takeaway, just to give you an official prediction on the record? <laughs> on the record, I would, I would play Kansas City minus the 10, but I'm not a huge fan of the game. Like you said, I, I'd like to root for the Raiders. I, I, I like the underdogs, especially on Christmas Day. Just feels like the right thing to do. Speaking of underdogs, at 4:30 this afternoon, we have the New York Giants squaring off against the Philadelphia Eagles. Those same Philadelphia Eagles that I've been telling everybody on the air for three weeks would lose three games in a row. They went down to San Francisco, the Cowboys, and then last Monday night they lose to Seattle at Seattle, a terribly difficult place to play. Now they get to take a deep breath relax a little bit and say, okay, we get to take on the underdog story. Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito is coming into Philadelphia. Philadelphia's favored by 12, Dave. What do you think about them? Are they bouncing back? I, I, you know, I think this game is interesting because if Philadelphia loses this game, it's going to be, I mean, I, I can't imagine being a fan of that franchise, how quickly things would have fallen <laughs> off. And, and I think people... People are, are just assuming that this is a guaranteed win. And listen, I, 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 I like the Eagles in this game. I think they're a significantly better team than the Giants. I'm not a fan of DeVito. I think they, they got beat up by New Orleans last week. It's going to be really hard for them to come back and beat up on a, on a team that's just significantly better than them. But I, what I will say is the first quarter of this game, I think, is going to dictate the outcome. Right? If the, if the Giants are going to win, they better get up early because if they get up early, that pressure is going to mount on Philadelphia. And if that pressure mounts up on that fan base, especially, <laughs> they have mm-hmm. a tendency of really, really choking away games over there in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm not to put you on the spot, Dave, but when is the last time a Philadelphia area team won it all in something? The Philadelphia Phillies. The Eagles. The Eagles beat the Patriots in 2017, right? That's the last time. So Philadelphia Phillies in baseball made it to the finals and then lost, right? So they've been knocking on the door. The 76ers haven't gotten to that final stage. Philly's an organization, sorry, a town, a team, a city that has not, uh, you know, a history of success, let's say. No, and they've had a history of some really talented franchises. I mean, the Sixers had some really, really good teams in the 80s. They just could never get it done. They would never quite. I, in fact, I think they did. Maybe they won one in 83. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, they right won now, one year. 40 years. Yeah. So they've had some really talented teams, right? I mean, like even the Phillies have had some really talented teams the last 10 years. And not for nothing, this year was their year. They lost to the Diamondbacks. Right? Like Philadelphia <laughs> was a significantly heavily favored team. They were a much better team than Arizona, who we saw go in and get throttled by the Rangers in the finals. Like I, I Philadelphia has just lost you know more of these series when they were favored, when they were the better team than I think any other city has in, in sports history. Just for everybody to have a little preview and foresight into the future, when the Celtics and Bruins are playing in the playoffs, I would love to be calling Philadelphia area sports talk shows, and just talking trash about how the Celts are going to take down the 76ers. And right, just reaching out to the sports talk folks in other cities and really just getting getting things going between us on the air, social media, etc., etc. There's so much untapped potential in the sports talk radio world. That's why I say we are next generational level sports talk 
radio here on the Sports Machine. Philadelphia, I'm not a fan. As you said it, Dave, that first quarter is going to be everything because Philly, I find it hard to believe that they're coming into this game fully jacked up. They've been maxed out, jacked up for like six games in a row. If you look at their schedule, this is a ah, relaxation, take a breather game. But as you said, Dave, Philly's offensive line is just so huge, and the talent uh, differential here is great in this game. It is, yeah. I mean, listen, Philadelphia has been their own worst enemy this year, and we've seen franchises that run their offense through their quarterback really have limited success, right? You know, short-term, Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers is the first one that comes to mind. I mean, that's what I kind of I, I compare this, this iteration of the Philadelphia Eagles to because it's really the, the most uh, close in, in terms of, you know, within the last decade of a comparable, right? And the, the quarterback positions changed so much. It feels like Jalen Hurts is really a, just a, a Cam Newton clone. And so Cam Newton was great over there for a few years, was able to get his team to a Super Bowl one year, and, man, they lost in a game where, again, I think people forget they were favored in that game. And <laughs> they ended up losing to Denver. And now, all of a sudden, fast forward here, the Eagles had their run last year. And I think that that organization, you're seeing what happens when you have that mobile quarterback who takes a ton of hits year after year. Eventually, mm-hmm. they get to a point where they break down. Last week, Jalen Hurts was not just physically hurt. He was sick. And the coach is out there calling running plays, designed run plays for Ridiculous. your quarterback. He scores two touchdowns, the only two touchdowns in the game. And again, you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard is back. You have DeAndre Swift. You have weapons around him. And somehow, some way, your only two touchdowns are, are Jalen Hurts' touchdown run. We, you know, like, that's, a, that's a problem. Uh, Nick Sirianni, he's, he's, a, he's an issue. He was great motivated for them last year. We got them playing great football. But he's already on the. He's going to be short term over there in Philadelphia. You can take that to the bank. Within the next couple of years, he's going to be done in Philadelphia. Nobody is talking about it, Dave. We're here on the Sports Machine with Slim, a small startup sports talk radio show out of New Hampshire. I've been calling it for three weeks. Philadelphia was ten and one three weeks ago. Everybody thought they were going to the Super Bowl. They were. They were the. I mean, they're the defending, uh, you know, champs in the NFC. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Everybody thinks they're going to the final game again this year. No, no, no. San Francisco crushed them. Dallas crushed them. Then they just had a just an absolutely numbing defeat to Seattle to see a backup quarterback come in and torch them on that final game-winning drive. And you can see the exhaustion on Sirianni's face. You can see the exhaustion on Jalen Hurts, and Sirianni has just run that team into a fence, into a wall, over and over and over. Play harder! We're going to win! Get jacked up! Every single week, what happens at the end? You get exhausted. If they lose to the Giants, nighty-night, baby. That uh, Wouldn't it be, like you said, just the quickest downfall and change in, in, in the history of sports, potentially? Well, listen, if they lose to the Giants, I know nobody's thought, nobody, it, it, people just don't think it's conceivable, but if they lose to the Giants, they could end up missing the playoffs. <laughs> Four losses in a row, and you play the Giants again in a couple of weeks, and if the Giants go into Philadelphia and beat you, uh, there's a really, really good chance they're going to beat you at New York. So I'm just, I don't think that's going to happen. I like Philadelphia this week. I just think this is one of those headlines where tomorrow, if Philadelphia loses this game, oh, it's going to be on. People are going to be talking about Philadelphia might miss the playoffs. The only way that the Giants beat Philly today on Christmas Day is if the Giants' defense 
is tough enough to stop Philly's offense, right? It's not going to be Tommy Cutlets coming out with magic again on the offensive end, putting up three touchdowns. That's not going to happen. As an aside, before we finish up with this topic, Dave, the Tommy Cutlets thing, what do you think about that? The dude finds new fame. He's supposed to go to do an appearance at a pizza joint and get paid ten grand. Apparently, the, what the accusation is, the restaurant said they tried to jack up the fee to twenty grand. He comes out, plays a horrible game last week against New Orleans, and the, lo and behold, oh no, no, there was a problem here, and he shows up and does that event. You know, he went to the pizza place for free, which we all know, it's just a scamming of the system. But what's your thought of that? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan. That's why I'm not a fan of the veto. I mean, it's optics, right? They lose, and because they lose badly to New Orleans, now his value is compressed, and now all of a sudden that, that raising of the fee looks ridiculous, right? They're not going to pay. Now, if they had beaten New Orleans, I wonder if that pizza place would have actually paid him the 20 grand. <laughs> but, but that said, that said, they lose, and there's a ton of criticism out there because he's trying to jack up his, his rate, or his agent is, is trying to jack up his rate. And he then shows up, and it, it sounds like a good, like a, like a right. feel-good story. Right. He shows up, and he does it for free. But it's hard to ignore that he only did it because of the optics. He did it because of all the negative publicity that was coming his way. Yo, and that's the only way out of it. That was that was his own. That was the only thing he could do to try and salvage some form of respect from that situation. Which I just uh, when it gets to that point, like I'm out. I don't like the individual. I just uh, I, I don't think that you ha- you stand for you know morally. You're not morally. You got it. Uh, you know, so so for me, I'm out on the giant. Well, we're in on the sports machine with Slim here on WKXL Radio. We're going to be right back. You're listening to us on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord. 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We're coming back to break down the Baltimore-San Francisco game. The Sports Machine with Slim. WKXL Radio. This is a Christmas Day edition. I hope everyone's having a great holiday A start to the holiday if you're listening to us in the morning between 10 and 11. This is a taped show. We're not live, so we're not taking calls, except from people I have deemed important enough to be on the line to to tape the show with. My brother Dave is in that position. But Dave, guess what? I have someone in the studio here who I also have deemed important enough to be on the show. Do you want to take a guess who it is, Dave? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to say... Alexander, my son, five-year-old, is in the studio. He's going to give us some predictions real quick. Alex, I see you looking over here. Speak into that microphone. Who's going to win, the Raiders or Kansas City? Kansas City. The Giants or Philadelphia? The Giants. Why are the Giants going to win? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Baltimore at San Francisco. Baltimore. You like Baltimore? Yeah. And the last one I need from you, the Celtics at the Lakers. Celtics. Why are the Celtics going to win? Because they're the players. Who's the, who's the best player? Who do you know from the Celtics? Uh, uh, Come on, you're on the spot now. Uh, I forget. Okay, you forget. Well, that's all right. We'll give you some time to think about it. Thank you for your contribution. You're out the door. We're back to... My brother Dave, let's break down Baltimore and San Francisco. Dave, San Francisco's minus five. 
I see one of the headlines on ESPN today is, oh, Baltimore is feeling disrespected. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, I think this is the greatest holiday of the year, and somehow, some way, the NFL has found a way to enhance its, its greatness <laughs> with with the NFL game of the year. Yes, right, this, is, I, this is a slugfest tonight. I love it. I, I I think this game is fantastic. I do. I like Baltimore an awful lot in this situation. I think this is a great game for them, a great spot for them, and you know, I can't wait for the game. Me and you are on opposing sides of this. I've been saying for the last three weeks, the NFL season is over. The San Francisco 49ers are your champions. That's it. The 49ers are going all the way. Does that mean they have to win this game Christmas night? No, it doesn't. But I just feel that this style matchup, Dave, works in San Francisco's favor because they are as tough as Baltimore. Baltimore is tougher than most teams. But as San Fran showed against Philly, when you try to out-tough San Fran, it's not going to happen. And San Francisco has the skill advantage over everybody. So I just think once Baltimore gets down, they're going to try to be more aggressive, and it's not going to work. I think San Francisco beats this Baltimore Ravens team by two touchdowns. So uh, Listen, I I think that San Fran is going to lose this game. right? But I I don't think that that is going to... Uh, inhibit or hurt their uh, their their potential uh, championship run this year, right? Like I, I think they are the best team in the NFC. I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl, and I think a game against Lamar Jackson will greatly aid in their ability to win. Should they face Baltimore again? Because there's people who have never played against Lamar Jackson, or people who haven't, they can't replicate that in practice. His speed from the quarterback position is just something that, and there's there's a record out there. I, I've seen the stats. You know whether it's twelve and one against teams that he hasn't played in the last three years. Like Lamar Jackson, it's just very hard for teams to be able to guard him in the open field. And San Fran is fast. San Fran's defense is all about speed. Like if you watch them, they shut down. You know the people. They there's yards after catch against San Fran are just limited because Warner in the middle is an absolute freak. But this is a different matchup for them. They're yes. going to try and yes. run down Lamar Jackson. They're going to struggle to run him down. They're just going to struggle on defense. They haven't played against anybody with this level of athleticism at the quarterback position. I mean, you can say Jalen Hurts, who they beat up on, but Jalen Hurts is not as fast as Lamar Jackson. Nobody is. I mean, maybe Tyree Kill, but he's just so shifty. And I, I have been down on Lamar for years. I mean, he, he's, he can't get it done in the playoffs. I think he's 0-2 as a starting quarterback in, in the playoffs. And, and he was big-time favorite both times and lost so you know why would I be a huge fan of him but this year he just seems like his decision making is better Dave you've been following Baltimore a lot what do you what do you think about what you see from him this year well I, I think they've surrounded him with more weapons right I mean the Odell Beckham signing it's you know I didn't think Odell Beckham had a whole lot left to give but it's hard to deny like he's he's still valuable I mean he's an asset he's 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 uh he's a focal point for that offense and, and Lamar has made him into what I think is a very you know respectable number one receiver in the game of football this year. And so you, you kind of have Rashad Bateman, who's come along, right? He's developed. He's another younger guy. I think he's in his third year. Isaiah Likely was the guy a lot of people don't really know because he's in for Mark Andrews, who got hurt. Well, Isaiah Likely was the starting tight end on that Coastal Carolina team that went undefeated out of nowhere three years ago. And Isaiah Likely was a huge part of that on the offense, and now you're starting to see since Andrews went down, he's 
you know, kind of taken over that position. He's had a touchdown in each of the last couple of games, made some big plays for them. So they've surrounded him with some younger weapons over there. And it, also, their defense this year is stout. Right? They're fast. And they're, they're fast. the kind of team, they're big and they're fast. And there's not too many teams that can limit uh, McCaffrey carrying the ball around the backfield. I think the Ravens linebacking core and their, their D-line is fast enough to really limit him without having to change too much of what they do. It's, it's great. You know, like, like two, two, like I said, just, just massive, the best teams and what should be the best game of the NFL season. Yeah, as we're saying that Lamar Jackson presents a challenge that San Francisco really hasn't seen before, Dave. I'm not sure that Baltimore on offense has faced a challenge like they're going to be up against when they square off against San Francisco. I just think that there's going to be too much. San Francisco is such a beast. We'll see. That's the great thing about this game is you can have predictions on both sides. With San Francisco, from a motivation standpoint, they've won six games in a row. Jaguars, Bucks, Seahawks at the Eagles, which was their biggest game. They won 42-19, so they crushed their biggest game. Then they play the Seattle Seahawks, 28-16 win at the Cardinals last week. They're in position to wrap up the home field advantage in the NFC. If they win this game, it's highly likely that they're going to have that first round bye. And, I mean, they'll be the, everybody's pick to go to, the, to go to the finals, no doubt about it. So there's a lot on the line for them. Both teams know. We're going to see max effort, max intensity. It's a Christmas present for all of us. No doubt about it. Listen, it's the unstoppable force versus the immovable object type, <laughs> type scenario. Right? Like, I think San Fran is really, really good. They know who they are. They know what they do. And there's also, that's, I think they have, what, 18-0 when McCaffrey, Samuel, and, and, and whoever he is, when they're all healthy, when they all play in Purdy, all play in the same game. And Brandon Ayuk. I don't think Ayuk's even part of, right? It might be Kittle, but I think it's Purdy, Samuel, and McCaffrey. When they're healthy, when they all play in the same game, they're 18-0. Right? So, Eventually, they're going to lose. Like, I don't know. If, like, I think it's going to be this week. I, I, San Fran's got the one seed locked up. I don't see how San Fran can lose the one just because they already beat Dallas and they already beat Philadelphia. So they're going to own the tiebreaker with them. They can lose another game, still have the one seed. And, and not for nothing, like, I just think this is a game here where Harbaugh gets that team. Like, they're going across country. They're going there with a purpose. Mm-hmm. They're focused. They, they're not going there missing Christmas lunch with their family or opening presents. They're going there with one singular focus, and that's to cement themselves as the team to beat in the NFL. And that's, that's why I think this game sets up good for Baltimore. I think they get a pile of coal this evening. We've got about two minutes left in this segment, Dave. So before we, I mean, we're going to wrap up the NFL stuff. The Boston Celtics against the Lakers square off at 3 o'clock with Jason Tatum. We're taping this beforehand. I don't even know if he's going to be back to play in this game because he twisted his ankle on Wednesday night against Golden State. What do you see happening today? The Celtics want to beat the Lakers, right? Or is this just another meaningless NBA game? I think this one might actually be more important to the Lakers. The Celtics are going to, you know, having played the Clippers, who were just on a nine-game win streak, right? Like, now that's the game of focus for the Celtics. Now they come into this Lakers game, and all of a sudden, you know, it's the last game of the road trip. Then they're heading home. This Celtics team has had a, uh, a history the last couple of years of really tanking on that final game of a West, of a West Coast mm-hmm. trip, of a road trip. Like, this is this is just something they've done. If you watch, if you're a gambler, you already know. You bet against them. So we'll see. But if the Celtics are motivated, I have no doubt they'll win. But if they pack their bags and they can't wait to get home, it's Christmas Day, we're getting on the flight that night, you, you might see the Celtics throw up a clunker. I hope not. I'm a big fan of the San Francisco 49ers to win it all. 
and in the NBA, the Celtics to win it all. I still say that's a good parlay to get down on. Who would you say, if I put you on the spot, we got one minute, we're, we're going to break. Who would you say is going to be NBA winner and NFL winner? So listen, I think the Celtics have to win it all. If they don't, it's a, it's a huge disappointment. Uh, in the NFL, listen, I, I like Baltimore. I think Baltimore, but but this weekend's game is absolutely, you know, I, 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 want, I, I leave the right to change my mind. <laughs> so we'll We'll see what happens on, on, on you know, tonight. I got it, Dave. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. That's my brother, Dave, a top 10 fan of the show. Thank you for your contributions, as always. We're going to be coming back with another fan of the show that I will introduce to you here on the Sports Machine with Slim. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. We're coming right back. Welcome back, everybody. Christmas Day edition of the Sports Machine with Slim. Pre-taped. I wanted you folks to have some new content. On Monday, right? People like to take the day off on Christmas, but the Sports Machine with Slim, we're always thinking, hey, what can we put out there for our listeners, our rabid fan base to enjoy? We've got a treat for you today. Our last three segments of the show, we had my brother Dave on. Today, I would like everybody to uh, turn their radio dials up, maybe just a little bit extra on WKXL. We've got a caller in here who... I know we'll bring something special to the table. Why don't you come on in and let everybody hear from you? Hey, Slim. Thanks for getting me on the show. This is the pistol. Uh, the man who taught Eastwood how to handle the Smith & Wesson Model 29. Uh, I was calling to talk some of the uh, football games coming up on Christmas Day. Uh, I think one of the things I'm interested in talking about is Chiefs and Eagles. I think uh, both teams great. Great records, going to be playoff teams, but both of them are reeling at the moment, right? Uh, Kansas City's lost three of five, four or seven. All the losses, they didn't score more than 17 points. They got drop balls, interceptions, passing game is a mess. Mm. And then we got Philly. They've lost their last three games, and two of those games they lost by 20-plus points. Everyone's talking about their 28th in points allowed defense. So starting with KC, I'm like, luckily – they're playing a team in the Raiders that two weeks ago lost three to nothing. Or not so luckily, they're playing a team that won sixty-three to twenty-one last week. Jekyll so what and Raiders baby. team? Jekyll and what, Ra- <laughs> what Raiders team is coming to play this Christmas Day? So all I can say about that is I've bet a bunch of times against Mahomes and Reed, and I'm never cashing out on any of those bets. So I'm going in all in on the Chiefs for that one. They're they're get, they're given seven and a half. I got and, it at ten. Just so you know, this is a pre-taped edition. I don't know what the line will be come Monday. It may well be down to seven and a half. But I will tell you, looking at uh, my trusty neighborhood sports books website, it is uh, ten points right now. Kansas City at home is favored by. Does that impact your decision making? I think I, I still got to go with them only because the last time they played, they won by 14. You got to think Kansas City can win by double digits, but that offense is quite a mess. My brother, Dave, hope. 
My brother Dave was just on earlier in the show talking about how these two teams squared off, and I think the Raiders lost by 14 or something like that. Kansas City handled them pretty easily. How could anybody pick against Kansas City in this game? Yeah, I, I'm right with you. It's just too hard. Like You're going to feel like an idiot if you bet against them. So if they if they end up uh, you know, not covering, you're, you're kind of like, oh, oh, well, you know, Raiders got lucky. Yeah, nobody but wants I, to feel like an idiot on Christmas Day, right? You don't want, but I am going to tell you, <laughs> as I said earlier with my brother Dave, I am picking the Raiders to cover the spread. I just know the Raiders do not like Kansas City, and they're going to play as hard as they can. And I guess it's a question of has that Patriots, you know, the victory over the Patriots by Kansas City did – did that just make everything good for them? Because if it did, they're probably going to stomp on the Raiders. I'm just going to say, no, that Patriots victory was meaningless because the Patriots are that bad. The other reason to go for the Raiders is, thank God McDaniels isn't there anymore. How much better have they played with Antonio Pierce, head coach, Aiden O'Connell at quarterback? Like, this team's a different team. They're better. And so at least they're going to compete, right? They're not a tomato can anymore. So I feel a lot better betting the Chiefs if McDaniels was still in position. Absolutely. Giants at Philly. I got Philly minus 12 on my scoreboard, and I do not have any clue who's going to win. I know I, I want to root against Philly, but I've been rooting against them for three weeks, and I've been right all those weeks, so it's like eventually that's going to run out. Philly's just a lot better than the Giants. Yeah, I think Philly has tremendous talent on the team. The, the, the tough thing with them is they lost both coordinators, right? They got brand-new coordinators on both the offensive and defensive side. You can tell that both the coordinators that they had are good because the teams they went to are both playing well. And now, you know, their defense looks terrible. So you decide to – the, the most confusing thing with them is they end up demoting their current defensive coordinator – and you're like, oh, I wonder who they've got to, you know, who they're going to put in the position. And all of a sudden, you find out it's Matt Patricia. <laughs> Matt Patricia, are you kidding me? Two and a half years of Detroit Lions, three fourteen win percentage. Bend but don't break. Pencil in my ear. Aeronautical engineer Matt Patricia, are you kidding me? This guy is one of the worst coaches in the NFL. He proved it last year with the Patriots. I can't stand the bend but don't break defense. I think it's a complete failure. I, I, I don't like what, where Philly is headed, and I wouldn't be betting them in the playoffs. But the great thing for them, they got three tomato cans right in a row. They got the Giants twice and Arizona. So there's no better way to look better than playing those two teams. You started it out by saying Kansas City and Philly are in very similar positions. These two teams were in the championship game last year. Both started out this season doing great, and I mean, maybe for a few games anyway with Kansas City, but Philly was 10 and 1. Now, all of a sudden, they've both hit walls, and it's like, where are they going to go from here? Do we see both teams have blowout victories on Christmas Day? Do we see both teams have huge losses? If Philly loses to the Giants, does Sirianni get fired? Like, is that a stupid thing to say? And maybe Philly just makes uh, Matt Patricia their head coach. How about that? Oh, I mean, could you imagine a loss to the Giants? Like losing to Danny DeVito, that would be horrible. <laughs> Tommy Cutlets, baby, Tommy Cutlets. Baltimore at San Francisco, as Dave said earlier, this is like Christmas is a great day for everybody, day of giving, but somehow the NFL has managed to make it even better with the best game of the year. Baltimore against yeah. San Francisco, we all are treated to. What a present this is going to be. 
I mean, but I think that's the top two records in the league. The teams look phenomenal. They're both playing well right now, so they're running into each other at, at top notch. Uh, I just think, for me, it's so hard to bet against the Niners. Every one of their wins are like double-digit wins. Uh, they they look tremendous. The last line that I saw in the game was 49ers by five and a half. Is that what you have, Flynn? I got five. Up-to-date yeah. action. So I, I love anything under a touchdown for the 49ers. I'm 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 taking them to the bank no matter what. But if there's any team that's gonna that's gonna be able to stand up to them, especially like with their defense, I, I do think it's Baltimore. I think Harbaugh's an excellent coach, and the real wild card is Lamar Jackson. Is Lamar Jackson gonna be able to have a turnover-free but dominant performance? Can he you know escape the pocket and run sometimes? Can he you know get the easy completions when they're available? I think for me. I'm all in on looking at Lamar and how does he perform in this situation because it tells me is Baltimore for real or are they fake? And I think a lot of the years in the past they've been fake because Lamar doesn't come through. He throws the interception in the end zone, right? He, he's always making like some terrible mistake. He looks great at the beginning of the year. He looks bad at the end of the year. And but here's why. This be the year where it changes. Exactly. Here's why is because as you start to play better defenses, especially in the playoffs, these defenses know how to contain a quarterback in the pocket. They've got better defensive lines. That's why they're in the playoffs. And they just hold the quarterback inside the pocket. Lamar Jackson has not been able to, in this, in the, so far in his career, diagnose the field. I'm in the pocket. I need to throw the ball somewhere. He hasn't been able to win games. That's why he hasn't won in the playoffs. So this yep. San Francisco team on defense, they're going to do the exact same thing. They're going to all four linemen are just going to equally percentage-wise just all close in on him. Don't let him run. Contain, contain, contain. And he's not going to pick apart that San Francisco D is my take. I think San Francisco wins by two touchdowns. Yeah, I love I love San Francisco in this game, but I also, you know, I do think Lamar is the person who can change that. And so it really comes down to his play. And then, I don't know, on, on the Baltimore defensive side, how do they stop Freaking the Avengers on San Francisco. That team is stacked with players. They got Christian McCaffrey is unquestionably the MVP this year. He is he's been absolutely amazing in the passing game and the running game. And then you got Debo out there, Ayuk out there, the tight end. I mean, it just like it, I don't know how you can figure out how to stop them. They they look amazing. I've said for the last three weeks, San Francisco will win the NFL championship, and the Boston Celtics will win the NBA championship. We only have about one more minute in the rest of this show. Do you have a a prediction pistol on what happens in the Celtics-Lakers today? Well, one thing I want to say is uh, I was really happy to hear your show the other day uh, that you're off the green teamer train. Because the green teamer trains where they love step-back threes, they love switching everything on defense, and they love tall, soft centers. And I'm glad that you're getting away from that. So uh, I'm all I'm all in. Uh, I think I, I think the Lakers are going to come to play. And when the Lakers come to play, they're physical, they're tough. And uh, assuming that everybody is healthy and playing, I love the Lakers in a physical matchup against the Celtics. Obviously, the Celtics have the three point shot that uh, could put them ahead. Yes. But uh, I, I I'm going to go Lakers on that one. Well, I love. The Celtics to win the title this year, Pistol. I love that you called into the show. That's oh, still gonna, on the train. That's going to be a wrap, everybody. 
for this Christmas Day edition of the Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's Sports Talk Radio, right here on WKXL. You can find us on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, or nhtalkradio.com. You can catch all our older stuff on demand there, nhtalkradio.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great holiday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.